DoorDash helps you make cash fast. All you need is your bike and a smartphone. The sign-up process is super quick and easy. Now you get to choose your own hours and be your own boss. And best of all, you get to keep 100% of your tips. Download the DoorDash driver app today to get started. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Well, <laughs> well, what? We've been busy, haven't we? It's just, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, I know. We're fitting there's it a in. Lot of stuff, there's a lot of stuff to talk about today, too. Yeah, yeah. We uh, actually uh, prepped last week for this. We just didn't manage to get her done. So lots to talk about. Yeah. Um, it probably means we missed something that happened the past couple of days, but we'll yeah. get it next time. Yeah. Well, one thing that they did show that was on Search Engine Land today was that uh, I think you actually posted it as well. It's crazy just how many uh, marketing technology companies there are now, eh? Oh, yeah. It's nuts. Um, I think it went in the last five years, from 2011 to 2016, there was there was went from like 150 marketing technology companies on their list at Search Engine Land. Now, this year they put it out, there's approximately 3,500 in just, so went from 150 to 3,500 in just five years. That's just amazing to me. Yeah, you can't even see the logos because they fit the logos all on this one page and it's just, it gets ridiculous. <laughs> Whoever did that, wow. That must well, just just think about that. What mean that what that means about demand, though, right? For for marketing technology, in the past five years, for thirty five hundred different companies to exist, that means there has to be demand for those tools and that usage. And what does that mean for online marketing in general or digital marketing in general? That just kind of tells you, you know, the, the growth is exponential. It's amazing. Yeah, and I think a part of it. Well, there's a lot of different reasons for it. But one part of it, from my perspective. Um, in the small business game, uh, small and medium sizes, a lot of these companies are trying to do it themselves. And when they do it themselves, they want to try and take as many shortcuts as they can yes. without sacrificing results. So they're trying to get all these tools that will help them out. I mean, hey, I know what it's like. I'm always trying to get tools to help me, you know, cut back the number of hours I require for clients. And, yeah. and, and, and there's some good ones and then there's some bad ones. So I, I would be good to see what the attrition is. Yeah, and I just downloaded the list today, so I haven't started digging through it at all yet. But there, I can I can tell you, there's 87 SEO companies on that list. SEO technology companies, which is, I mean, I can remember when there was maybe a dozen. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's sort of what I still remember. And when I think yeah. about it, you know, I, I know there's others, but it's like ah, these are the guys I think about. Uh, yeah, true, true. But obviously, they're the ones that are more entrenched. However, the new ones may have some really interesting stuff. The thing is, it's such a risk, right? I mean, they're usually not cheap. And yep. we don't have much time. We know the ones that already work. So it's, I guess it's the, the newbies coming into the market, the, um, the new SEOs who can try these out. And hopefully, if they're really good, bringing some attention to them. One, one of the interesting things that I saw just glancing at that chart was there was a category for vendor evaluation tools. So there's a whole category of tools that let you evaluate the tools in all the other categories. <laughs> <laughs> That's how big it's gotten. Oh, my God. Well, I guess Product Hunt would be one of them, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, geez. I can't even fathom it. Anyway, um, I hope they're 
they're surviving and not too stretched. I'm sure there are some though. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a show in these days and we have a chance to dig through some of those tools to maybe talk about some of the, at least the categories and what people are using tools for and that kind of stuff. That might be yeah. an interesting That'll topic. You know me, I love talking about those tools. <laughs> some really oh, good yeah. ones and there's some, well, you know, like I said, not so good. Um, at least they tend to have their strengths and that's why it's so hard to find one. Yeah, you know? very true. Anyway, well... Uh, let's jump into this one of the first of the news here. Google is increasing its mobile-friendly ranking boost in May. Now, this is something uh, interesting that uh, I've been reading about a bit, and it, it really didn't require a lot of reading, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> the fact is Google said that, that they're going to increase the, the, the efficacy of their ranking algorithm for mobile. Um, so if your site is not mobile-friendly, uh, you well, you're already behind the eight ball. But now you're really going to get start to feel it. Um, uh, so I would say, first of all, make that move if you haven't already. And otherwise, if you have got mobile-friendly site, you're really not going to see much of an impact. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but they, they did say that, you know, very specifically, Google said this is not going to have as much of an impact as last time. And I think it's mainly because a lot of people went ahead and made their sites mobile-friendly last time, so there's not as many sites that are going to see, see any kind of movement because of it. Yeah, but if you felt it last time and you didn't do anything about it, you're going to feel it more. <laughs> That's true. And if you didn't do anything, if you didn't feel it last time and you still didn't do anything about it, you're probably going to feel it this time. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah, you know, I, I was looking at a, a chiropractor's uh, site today that uh, I was actually just going to give this phone over. Uh, it all work around the house. Anyway, um, and, and he was saying or his site was pretty much. Well, it was bad for desktop and for mobile, so I can't even imagine how he's doing. But it's very common, like really common. I mean, a lot of sites are still so bloated. uh, They just don't know that image optimization, just that simple thing would have fixed his site. I don't know. Pretty amazing uh, how little these things are thought of by designers. And mobile first is the, the 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 mantra around Google. So everything they're doing is about mobile, and this is just another sign of that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, the next one year you put down, which was about manual actions, and they're about which uh, which are the ones that Google sends the most. I, I don't know. The most I see from my clients, unfortunately, these days is hacking. But well, and, and hacking is they they did it was a presentation at SMX West um, few few weeks ago, and they came out. And they said hacking is the number one manual notification that they send out. Um, doesn't necessarily mean it's the number one. Um, the manual action they give it's the the manual action they send the most notices about so do they send a hundred percent of the the manual actions do they send out notifications i don't think they do they might say they do but i'm betting they don't um, but the ones they send the most is hacking and the reason I, that I put this on our list ross is because people don't understand that site security you know other than just HTTPS, when you talk about security on a website, it can have a big impact on your SEO. If you get hacked or if someone is able to get in and inject something into your site, um, that's going to impact your site overall. So security mm-hmm. is an SEO consideration, absolutely. Yeah, thankfully it's only short term. Once you've fixed it up and if you had a good re- good reputation before and you've notified Google, said, hey, my site is clean, you do have to do that generally, yep. uh, you can get back up right back to where you were. Yeah, Google's pretty forgiving there. Yeah, with with that particular manual action, they were very yeah. forgiving. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> that yeah. would be really bad otherwise. Because they know it's not your fault. Someone took advantage of of you because of a weakness. You fixed it, then you're back. Yeah. 
I know we've spoken about this before, and I've, I mentioned how Dennis, my my programmer, has been amazed because he cleans a lot of hacked sites just just for friends of ours and stuff that um, that other design companies that go help. One of our clients got hacked, um, so they come and we fix it up. And, and usually it's pretty straightforward. You know, yes, he's found a few really tricky ones. The latest one though, uh, it it was almost like they got root access to the hosting provider. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Everything we closed, they keep getting back in again. Um, anyway, he was. And uh, this sounds, but I guess from a programmer's perspective, he was very impressed <laughs> when he figured it out. He's like, wow, that's gee. It would not get detected by any of these scanners because it, it looked like legitimate code. I mean, it, it's scary. These guys are really good and better and better and better, and it's getting harder to detect it. So uh, I don't imagine this manual action is going to be uh, decreasing anytime soon. No, probably not. Yeah. All right, so... Yay! You're excited about this one. This is like Christmas. Uh, we, I, I get another confirmation that Google listens to our show. Uh, <laughs> Google's working on consolidating triple W and non-triple W HTTPS properties in Search Console. or uh, Also HTTPS, I assume, I'm hoping. Um, yes. So in other words, uh, we've talked before about how in Google Search Console you have to um, – verify that you own the triple W and the non triple W version of your website. That way you could choose which one you wanted as your um, preferred domain. I know it's a little complicated, but um, well, there's also now if you had to, you had to also verify the HTTPS versions of triple W and non triple W. So you could have a ton of these bloody things in there and it was basically four of them. Yeah. For a basic site, you have four of these things you have to claim. Basic site. Yeah. God help you if you had any subdomains too. Right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> in any case, um, Google's finally said that they're going to look, uh, they're working, quote unquote, working on consolidating them. So, I don't know how that's going to look because it's a pain in the butt. I mean, I look through my search console. We have a master one that we manage all our clients on. It's huge. And it you, you can't tell which one's the primary um, version. They haven't even noted that, which could be simple too. Uh, anyway. Really? Um you have to go into them to find out. So, so not to rain on your prey, but I hope they make this um, optional. I, I think it should be the default, but I think you, they need to make it optional as well, sure. because I, I know that like there's cases where you want to set up a separate account f- for Webmaster Tools for a subdirectory, right? So let's say. Um, I've done it myself many times. A good example is if you have multiple languages and you have each of your languages in a second separate subdirectory, it's really good sometimes to set each of those up with its own search console or Webmaster Tools account. Um, so you can set the hreflang separately, or I think it used to have to do that. But there's reasons to do it. So I hope they don't make it mandatory that these have to be all together because that will cause it's a whole new set of problems yeah, for, some, for some people. I don't know. That would be bad. Although they're usually – well. <laughs> I've given up guessing, but I mean, usually you're pretty good about making <laughs> these things optional. I think when you get into the sort of technical realm, usually <clears throat> being usually being the primary key phrase in that. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> scary. You're right. I hadn't thought of that, so I do hope that's the case because I know that's a big deal for you guys, really big, um, and and occasionally for us. Although we usually deal with smaller sites. Uh, yeah. Anyway, why don't you take the next one? Um, this was interesting. Um, Google very 
quietly. I don't think they've made any announcements about this. They've added image filtering into the image search results. And you, you basically, it's pretty much globally now. I think they've rolled it everywhere. When we were first looking at it, there was a conversation going on in Facebook, a few SEOs, anyone there, we were, we were throwing back and forth different search queries. Some of them had it, some of them didn't, because um, it was in the middle of rolling out. But but now you should be able to go into image search. And if you, if you search for something, you'll see a, a, a long list of basically tags across the top. It looks like a rainbow because they've got them color sorted in color order. And they're basically filters. So let's say you search for Jeep is one of the examples we were using to look for. You search for Jeep, you see a bunch of pictures of Jeep and across the top you see a, a ton of these little filters. You can click different models, you can click different features, um, even colors are in there. So it's an interesting addition to the way image search works. Um, and uh, at least one person that I read was talking about using those filters as kind of a, a way to do some keyword research around some of that, too, because you'll know that Google says, you know, if you type in Jeep, here's a bunch of related terms to Jeep that they know about already. Right. So that's kind of an interesting approach to how to look at the, the changes of that tool as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd love to see what kind of data they're getting out of this to see how well it's working for people. Um, oh, yeah, me, me too. It's really just. It's anyone's guess. It certainly is a pretty significant change, although I do like it. I think it's kind of interesting. It, it seems to work fairly comfortably. I wish I, wish I, I wish I could remember who did the, who came up with the idea to use that for keyword research. I'd, I'd give him a shout out, but I can't remember who that was. There was a bunch of people in that conversation. <laughs> that is good. Very good. All right, well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into some of rank brain in the news. <laughs> <laughs> SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. The Web Marketing Association presents Great Moments in Website History. 1994, Trey G browses with a high-speed 56K modem. 1997, Donnie W discovers scrolling. 2006, Smudges the Cat becomes an animated GIF. What is your great moment in website history? The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2016. Go to webaward.org and sign up today. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Okay, class. 
Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So the news uh, actually last week was uh, is about uh, Rank Brain. Of course, for anyone who doesn't know, that's Google's artificial intelligence. Well, uh, a selection of algorithms, mach- I would say. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's how it's more it. machine learning at this point than it is uh, AI, right? It's their the version machine- of AI at this point. But yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. yeah it's machine it's machine learning. Um, but it's interesting. One of the things I think that people don't understand about Rank Brain is where it fits in the process, right? Um, pr- traditionally, um, the way the search engines work, the search engine would crawl a site, it'd gather all the data about the site, they'd, they'd cache the page and everything, and that was step one. Step two was to apply the algorithms and figure out which ones, which of these pages matched a query, right? It was basically a two-step process. RankBrain is actually adding a third step in that process. So basically, it goes in, Same first step is the same. It goes to gather the pages, they gather information, they store all that data. What happens now with RankBrain is basically they're analyzing the query at a much higher level than they ever had before. And what happens is all that data gets fed into RankBrain in the query before it gets applied to let me make sure I get this right before it gets sent out to search results. So, so basically, the rank brain piece looking at the query can adjust the algorithmic piece. So you still get the data gathering, you still get the algorithm. That now, when you go through rank brain, it'll it'll take a look at the query and it can actually adjust the weight of those algorithmic influences, right? So if um, an image on a page was giving it, you know, ten points of rank, whatever the points may be, um, rank brain might decide, well, this query is very image specific, so I'm going to give the image weighting more weight in this algorithm. Now it's worth twenty points, right? Even though the algorithm itself stayed the same, rank brain's able to adjust how those those the weightings of those different factors are applied to the applied to the results page, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very interesting and it's gonna change a lot of the way we think about how we do things over time. Um, right now it's still to me anyway, it's still it's still a fuzzy thing. So it's hard to really understand how does it impact what we do. But we really need to understand how it impacts the results first. And Google's even come out and said they're not really sure how it works. <laughs> <laughs> they, they literally said we don't understand completely how Rank Brain works because it is machine learning. It's teaching itself how to improve. And Google's already said we are not 100% sure how it works anymore because of that. Hands up. How many people thought that was creepy? <laughs> it's 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 way beyond creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting stuff, isn't it? I, I think it's just yeah. mind blowing, especially you know with last. I think I'm not sure if we talked. Yeah, we did. I think we did talk about how AlphaGo had lost or won. I mean, won four yeah. or five of those games. Exactly. So. And there there is there is no real artificial intelligence yet, right? Nobody's ever no none of these machines have officially passed the Turing test that I'm aware of. But so there's so so machine learning is what they're calling it now. If anybody is gonna create a real artificial intelligence, my my money's on Google. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't yeah. anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. It, it's certainly a rabbit hole too. There's a lot to talk about, but because there's a lot of other people doing different types of 
uh, trying to uh, artificially create neurons and oh my god it's insane i love reading this stuff so yeah anyway uh yeah, it's, it's, rank brain who knows how they're going to be going about it how long how is google going about building it there's so many different ways they could go about working on ai and i know they've got the most brilliant minds in the world running it so well right now the way we're looking at rank brain it really just impacts the query and understanding the query better and adjusting. Wait till they they apply machine learning to actual gather the, the data gathering and the understanding of the data better than they do. They understand it really really well now, but but they haven't told us yet. I wouldn't be surprised if they're already doing it, but they haven't told us that they're applying this machine learning to whatever the the systems they have that are analyzing the data. It's just going to get nuts. I'm sure it'll have another brain in its name. The one thing to note is that RankBrain is not currently learning on a regular basis. It's being retrained occasionally. It's not learning as it goes. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Buy, I don't buy that for a second. Well, I think they have to control it to a certain degree. They may have another version of it that does, but I think they have to keep the one that people use and see. Um, they could even all right. That that makes sense. Having two versions of it, but yeah. there, there would be it would be just a total waste to have this machine learning thing not learn, right? Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you though. I think you're right. I think they don't apply that knowledge to everyday results, but they've got they've got one in the back end that's learning everything it can every day, every second. All right. like, for, for all we know, they've already got Hal in the background there. Yeah, very true. <laughs> <laughs> please don't call him Hal. Please yeah, do. please. That would just be too funny. As it is, this is just wrong. I, I, and it's just because it's from the same. Uh, time but i think it was around the same time those movies came out maybe i'm wrong but soylent green remember that oh yeah yeah well there's actually a food uh, a meal replacement drink called soylent i know i almost ordered some it and sounded very interesting it sounds very interesting but what the hell are they thinking <laughs> he did that on purpose i read the article with the guy who invented this stuff and he did that on purpose very specifically to to, to, to for marketing more than anything i guess oh well, you certainly and for, for those for people who don't know this 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 food substitute basically it's a food substitute called Soylent is this this guy did all this super scientific research to figure out what exactly the body needs to perform better and and live so you can just live on this stuff and it gives you all the nutrients all the the the, the energy all the fuel everything you need to live and you can live off this stuff and apparently it's Pretty amazing. It tastes like crap, but it's pretty amazing, apparently. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. <laughs> anyway, also those who don't know, Soylent Green in the movie, was. it turned out that the Soylent they were drinking was made from humans. <laughs> and so it, they they swear this other stuff's not. Yes. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> anyway, pretty funny. Um, not so sure about that running, but it is good for remembering it. And there you go. So it's a pretty good start. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Speaking of eating, <laughs> it, it is. It is quite funny that we're talking about eating and soiling, and the last one was rank brain, and you initially talked about this in kind of the zombies, and we're now we're talking about eating. This is great. <laughs> it's all flowing together well, today. You wrote the titles, so we'll go for it. 
So um, if you haven't seen it yet, um, there's a really interesting PowerPoint from um, called How Google Works that came out of SMX West also. And it's on SlideShare, and we'll put a link to it on the, the, the Google Plus forum. But basically, it really is a great read as far as how Google works. And it talks about all the different processes and where things fit. And it doesn't really say anything we didn't know or assumed but it, now it says it, and we have something to point to. Well, one of the things I pulled out of this is there's a, there's a great acronym called EAT, E-A-T, um, that, that we can use to talk about how Google determines the quality of a web page. Basically, the quality, we always talk about create good quality content. Well, how does Google know if it's quality content? And they, they have three different things they look at, determine it, and they, they form the acronym EAT. <laughs> they, they look at, um, now I have to remember them because I don't I have it written. Oh, yeah, I do. So they look at expertise. They look at authoritativeness and trustworthiness. Those are the three things they look at to see if content, if they consider a piece of content, quality content. Uh, the expertise, and I'm not sure if it's the expertise of the author or the expertise. That's where I thought author rank was going. Remember author rank? Oh, that to me makes perfect sense to, to understand, okay, who's writing this and how much of an expert are they in this? I wouldn't be a bit surprised if that's still part of this. You know me, I, I don't think they ever got rid of it. They just told us they did. Um, authoritativeness can tie to the website. Trustworthiness can tie to the website and the author. Actually, all these can. So it's really interesting when you think about, okay, I have to create a quality piece of content. Those are the three things that Google looks at. You can think, how do I make this, this content seem like there's more expertise? How do I make it seem more authoritative? How do I make it seem more trustworthy? And I don't think this is just the content itself. I mean, authoritativeness and trustworthiness, we also associate with offsite signals as well, but I don't think that applies to the actual content. I'm sure they look at it from the offsite perspective, but when they're just looking at the content, how authoritative is it? How trustworthy is it? And where's the expertise level? That's how you determine how the quality. I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, definitely. And one of the um, the things about it too is there's there's 69 pages to this slideshow, and there's some pretty interesting stuff. So I know, and, and John, you haven't read it all yet either. We we're not covering all of it. I mean, we we actually should just go through it and maybe make some notes for just a show, um, yeah, just to recap stuff. It would be interesting. I really wish I was there. Um, I don't know how I don't know how to pronounce the last name. The presenter was Paul Har H A A H R. I'm going to yeah. say Har Har Har. Like <laughs> oh, poor guy! It must have been a hard one to grow up with that one. Um, yeah. Mind you, where he's from? Who knows? Anyways, it, it's an interesting slideshow. I did just post it to our community, so you'll be able to see it there. I would love to get the audio for it. I wonder if anyone's oh, yeah, going to release that. Yes. From It's from SMX West, uh, one of the conferences. It was on March 3rd. So hopefully it will release because that, that, that's going to add so much more context. Yes, absolutely. Because I'm sure he talks a lot about the things he's showing. Some of the slides are just, you know, bare words. Here's a handful of things or an image. And it's going to be hard to understand what's going on there if you're new to the industry because it's, it's kind of hard even for Ross and I to really kind of guess at what they're talking about. So the audio would be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, take a quick break. and we come back, we've got uh, well, quite a few uh, comments and questions from the community. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? 
At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So the first, uh, actually, it's more of a comment, was, is from Simon Cox. He says, uh, in, uh, last week, actually, I should just know before we talk about this, uh, I, I mentioned a program called Nibbler. Uh, it was just an uh, interesting little audit tool. It had its faults, but it was uh, quite intriguing. Anyway, this is his response. Interesting comments about Nibbler on this week's show. I've been using the paid version, Sitebeam, for many years now. And while it is not as comprehensive as we would like it, it does give a good indication of what's going on and where to focus effort. In our case, we have hundreds of our company's websites on it, and it encourages the business owners to compete with each other on a quality level. Getting a site up to an 8 out of 10 is reasonably easy if you know what you're doing. Beyond that, things get difficult, and the scale, I think, is exponential. So, uh, yeah, Sitebeam was the program that actually put out um, Nibbler as, I think, like I said, sort of a lead generator. It's a good idea. And just like John said in the last in the last show, you know, there were some serious issues with what we got out of it. But there were also, I thought, some interesting pieces of feedback you could get from it that would, might just help you out. It might be a little bit well, insightful if you don't have a paid account somewhere else where you can write, uh, run an audit. Um, anyway, thanks for your note, Simon. Appreciate that. <laughs> Any like anything you like to add, John? No, no, I think that's great. I, I love that people are listening, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were always shocked. Uh, get the yeah, it's like, wow, someone actually did listen. <laughs> so the next one's from Elijah Everson. He says, I'm working on local search SEO, and for a while I had my business ranking high in the maps listing. The problem was that we were listed as a hard business instead of a service area, which is more what we do. We're an event company. After changing, and I noticed that we dropped on a lot of those terms. Does changing from a brick-and-mortar store to a service-based business affect rankings for those terms? Do I have to rebuild relevancy? Is it just a waiting game? 
<laughs> my immediate question, there's a couple of questions that immediately jumped to mind here. Do you have, I, first question I would ask if we were talking, Elijah, is do you have people coming to your office location? Right. Yes, you might be a service area business where you service a lot of markets around your area. But do you have a physical location where you want people to come? Because that's critical. Because when you mark yourself as just a service business, service based business, what you're basically telling Google is that, you know, hey, I'm a service based business. I don't have a physical location that people come to on a regular basis. So if you think about local search in the maps, one of the main, the main requirement to be listed in maps is you have to be in contact with the people that you are doing business within during your open business hours. Now, there's two ways to do that. You either have a physical location where people come to and that you, you deal with them or you're you're going to their physical location, right? Like a plumber would go to somebody's house. That's primarily a service area style business where you're going out and you're meeting people at their physical location instead of them coming to your physical location. In most cases, um, if you have a physical location and your competitor does not, the, the company with a physical location gains the advantage every time. Right, because it's maps. There should be a place to go to on a map in most cases. Um, if if your competitors in your area, the people that are ranking for the terms that you used to rank for and you're not ranking for anymore, are listing themselves as a physical business, they're going to have the advantage over you. Period. You know, you're, you're not going to wait to build. It's not a waiting game. They gain an advantage because you dropped your physical location. Um, if you're if you're in a in a business model where everybody in your your area is all listed as service areas, they're all plumbers that don't have an office that people go to, then it that evens out. Um, I, again, I, I'd have to ask some more questions, but if you have an office space that people come to, if you're not working out of your house, um, if you you know that's that's where a lot of people use this service here because they don't want their home listed on the internet as a business, right? Um, those kind of places you kind of have to do that. If you have a physical location, it's to your advantage to use it. Mm-hmm. Quite agree, um, and and I think too there's a there's probably an issue switching from bricks and mortars to uh, service area in terms mm-hmm. of your your uh, the trust you've built too with Google. All of a sudden, you're making a pretty significant ch- change. It's not a permanent, I think, trust issue, but you're obviously making Google rethink about your rethink your site, rethink your exposure. So now here's the interesting thing, Ross. If you are a service business that does, you have a physical location, but you also do um, perform your services in a multiple markets in your area. So one of the disadvantages of a physical location is you're primary listed in a certain city, but you do business in that city, but you also do it in the surrounding cities. You're not going to perform well in those surrounding cities unless you have offices in there. One of the ways to try to combat that is to make sure that your website has content related to those service area locations, right? So so if you think about it, on your website, you have to you're going to have your you're going to build content and relevancy and trust around the location or locations if you have multiple areas, um, and then you build it separately your your content and your relevancy and your trust around your your product service categories, right? Um, so you, when you're doing the geo 
content on your site, you can add those other cities as long as you do it, you know, without being too spammy, right? You don't want to, you have to have real content for those cities. You can't just create a page of content about a city, then swap out the names. Like, you know, this happened way too many times to count. They've got, there has to be real content pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're, we're specializing in this now, now that we're doing a lot of work for dentists at, at first thought dentists, but uh, with them, we're, you know, we know that they have to be targeting at different areas. So um, we use other tools, but the gist of it, and this is what I use for any local clients to step forth, is that creating separate pages for the different areas you work in and then compiling testimonials or case studies from people in that area with their address, if you can, if they're allowing, allowing you to do that, or at least postal code, something to uh, note their area. And then keep those site, those pages busy. Don't let them stay um, stagnant because that that also has a little bit of a negative effect too. I find uh, there's a lot to it, man. Is it ever getting complicated? It's a whole nother industry, completely. Uh, and it's like it goes back to something we said earlier. It's Google is mobile first, and and local search is a very very mobile intense and mobile heavy category of search. Mm-hmm. And you can't forget your structured markup in that area too. Extremely oh, yeah. important. Extremely. Yep. Very very. Okay. Well, uh, th- thank you, Elijah. I appreciate that. I hope that helped. I guess the, the gist of it here is there may be a waiting game because of that change, um, but you're going to see, uh, I would think, a lot less rankings um, because of that. I mean, you really dramatically changed your whole impression on Google by, by switching away from a physical location. Uh, I don't know what to recommend if, if you don't get them back. I mean, you can't really, you don't want to fake it, right? Um, if you have a location where clients ever show up, then you should use that location. Switch it back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, unless you're in a home-based business where you don't want people showing up at your house, switch it back. Mm-hmm. That would be my recommendation. Excellent. Okay. So the next question is from Pat Ahem. Uh, uh, pardon me, Pat, if I got that wrong. Pat Ahem. I'm looking for help in identifying how this installation technicians page could outrank the easy closets page when searching for quote unquote custom closets in coming GA is that what is GA Georgia Georgia thank you um, unquote so he's got a picture sort of a snapshot of a jobs.com listing beating out his uh, easy closets page now he says the installation technicians page has a higher domain and URL rating. I would think so for jobs.com, but does not mention the phrase closets at all on the page and contains no relevant backlinks from closet custom closet related pages. Uh, well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute before you go on what he's saying, but I'm seeing right there in the meta description that's listed or the, or the what Google has pulled as a description for the link. It says custom closet company in Marietta. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm definitely, although it is the description. Although oh, it looks you know like what? I can tell you from the body, though, doesn't it? I can I can tell you what happened. Keep, finish the question. I'll tell you exactly what happened and what, what's going to happen. Well, there in the is the, that is the question done pretty much. I mean, you look at okay. the domain relevance though too. <laughs> so so this is a jobs listing, right? So what happened at some point? There was a job from a custom closet company in Marietta on that page. If, if you're looking now and you can't find it, that's because the job was filled and it's gone, right? So it's going to take a little bit of time, but this page will update and no longer have relevancy for custom closets once once it's 
you know, once it's been long enough that that job posting is no longer on the page um, because it's been filled or whatever. This is one of those kind of pages where the content changes frequently because of the different types of jobs um, and different. There'll be different text and different words in there. It's going to change. This is one I think you'll 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 beat that eventually once that custom closet company job listing has been off that page long enough. Yeah, the question is whether or not. I haven't looked at jobs.com, but I know other companies that work in this industry try and keep that information on there and then say filled so other people will go throughout their site and look for another job. Except this looks like a category. They might keep the listing there, but but part of what happens if they keep a bunch of listings in there um, that are filled, people will stop going to that site because they don't want to look for filled jobs, right? So their primary category pages like installation, this, this category according to this, um, title tag is installation technician jobs in Cummings, Georgia, right? So if I'm looking for an installation technician job and I go to a page and it has a bunch of jobs that are all marked as filled, I'm never going to go back to that page. And jobs.com and sites like that know that. They might keep the listing on the site and say filled, but it's not going to be in that index page of active installation technician technician jobs for yeah. much longer. I mean, it's, it's, it's a similar approach and it has worked. Uh, it still works for many, like for example, product companies where they keep, well, you know, this product no longer is here, but here are alternative products you can get. In this case, here are other jobs nearby. Um, it does tend to keep people on the site. It seems to work. I mean, I mean, I see it more often than not. It's not something I subscribe to, but when I'm doing competitor analysis, I see these sites really sticky in Google. So I'm hoping that's not the case in your, in Pat, but uh, you know, from the other side of things, it could stay stick around. Yep. Hopefully, I'm I'm trying to call it up now to see if we can. But on another note, they aren't relevant either. I mean, mm -hmm. you, if someone's looking for custom closet design services, they're going to go to you. They're not going to go to that. It's a job. Yep. That's so. Yeah. So I'm, that's not jobs.com. I'm trying to find it. Hmm. Okay. And it's funny because jobs.com is getting crap listings. I can't, there's not a single, oh, nope, not a single. That's funny because I searched for installation jobs in Cumming, Georgia on jobs.com, right? And? Oh, that's, no, I searched for job.com. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it every time. Installation in Cumming, Georgia. Okay. So here's the page. Um, yeah, I'm there now too. It, yep, there's a bunch of them posted so many days ago. Um, oldest one I'm seeing is 74 days, 75 days. Oh my God, old. they're so irrelevant. Dialysis nurse? Not the same and thing, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't think we're going to add much value to what we've said so far. I think really we've said what we can. Um, I don't see that listing here. You're right. See, I, I don't. I don't see dialysis nurse on this page anywhere. So maybe we're not on the same page. Every single job I see is a installation or technician job. Huh. Interesting. It says showing 1,000 plus installation technician for me. Is that what it says for you? I'm showing 40. And are you incoming, Georgia? Yeah. On jobs.com. Yep. I'm gonna. That's interesting. Yeah, it might be because of my region. I don't know. Yeah, the, the Canadian aspect of it. Yeah. They just think we don't they, know. They do. They just, <laughs> they just, we could put anything up. Those Canadians won't care. <laughs> oh, well, we can laugh at ourselves. Whatever. <laughs> so, and I don't see, I don't see the one for the, for the uh, custom closet repair either, or closet install either. 
here yeah. at this point. So, oh, there's custom windows. Nope. All right. So I, I got a feeling it's going to drop off at some point if it's not already. Once it does, it'll take Google a while to to update the relevancy and the cache and all that stuff. And depending on how how well they crawl the deep pages of this site, right? And once it does, you'll be fine. To answer the question, going with John on this. Hope that's the case for you, Pat. And uh, good luck. Thanks for posting the question, by the way. Love them. So keep yep. it up, everyone, please. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google and Google Plus. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.